Welcome to episode 48 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I think it's it's so predictable how we start these things. It's I know. always I was actually thinking your about little, this morning. your little blurb and then you're like, How you doing, buddy? How you doing, buddy? I was thinking about that this morning when I was brushing my teeth. I was like, I was like, I, I, I should be more creative than that. I should come up with some, some different name to call you every, What's up, dude? every episode. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I like the predictability. Everybody yeah. knows who we are. We're not throwing any curveballs. Maybe one day we'll have like Dusty take over the podcast for a day or something. Ooh, that sounds like a four-wheeler. It will throw a total curveball and everybody will be chemists by the end of it. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm a chemist. Everybody will be really confused by the end of it. <laughs> like, what did I just listen to? What did I just listen to? No, I love Dusty. We we did. We love you, man. I love Dusty. So yeah, I mean, things are going good. I I had a weighty feel over the last couple of weeks, not because I ate too much, but just because, like I touched on last week, it just the reality of the fact that we're growing our business and, and executing a strategy. This week is the week of major strategizing. So it has just been me filling my notebook with plans and working with Jeff, um, who is now our director of sales and coming up with strategery. Strategery. We're we're creating grand strategery. There you go. And it's a lot. It is a lot to chew down and try to process because we sell things in probably 20 different ways. And we're talking about orchestrating a sales plan in all of them at the same time, simultaneously speaking the same language and trying to achieve the same results. So it's, it's overwhelming to say the least, but it's been encouraging having Jeff here I'm on site for the last couple of days. And here's, he's here for, I want to say seven or eight more days. Nice. So there's a, a lot that we're going to get done in this time period. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. I think things are, I think things are going forward. Awesome. Hey, man, man, it's been a, it's been an interesting week. I've, I feel like this is going to sound ridiculous, but I feel like this week in this past week, <clears throat> I've, I've started feeling like this is a real business and not just a fun gig. <laughs> not, uh, that's not the right, right way to put it, but it's not. But it's not just like a. It's like you just cracked up like crazy. Bro. Yeah, you too. Um, <laughs> I, f- I feel like this week is really. I, I've kind of realized that this is like a real business. It's not just this like this fun thing that I get to do, uh, in my shop in my backyard, and and and, that, and part of that came from our podcast last week where we started talking about um, being a boss and being an employee employer and, um, and creating like a you know, mission statement and, you know, we kind of got into a lot of that stuff and, and uh, we, I pretty much hung up on the podcast last week and got to work on that. And I got really excited about, uh, you know, about coming up with a mission statement and then I kind of did some research and I came up with a, with a vision statement and got excited to share this with Dusty and Braden. And um, so it turned into 
like two solid, but yeah, about two solid days because we do the podcast on Tuesday and on Thursday I had my, like my first real, uh, like company meeting <laughs> where I shared all this stuff with the guys. I actually had, had, uh, printed out, uh, handout uh, for the guys with the, you know, with the stuff printed out on it. And Look at you getting all geeky. I know it was <laughs> exactly. I felt like, like a giant nerd. I, I started having flashbacks to, to, to some like, places, like some of the places I've worked in, in the past. Where, <laughs> like if I show up in a meeting, I get, I get handed stuff. So did you um, give out pretzels and a little cup of juice and stuff too? I, I, I thought about having some, <laughs> you know, some light refreshments, uh, and that's all. And for everybody listening, I'm joking. There's serious value in what Greg did, um, and so it's it's exciting just hearing kind of the steps you went through last week. It's kind of a pivotal moment when yeah. the business owner is is really taking the business from their brain and the mission statement and the values and and all of that super critical foundational stuff when you take it out of your brain and now you're instilling that in the people around you you're you're taking a step i mean that's a huge yeah. step and i i didn't i didn't really realize how big of a step it was until you know after that meeting and stuff and um yeah you know putting my values and my goals for this you know, for this business on the paper really was just really cool because again i've like it wasn't anything new or groundbreaking what i put on paper it's all stuff i pretty much just sat down and wrote it and i'm like okay here it is i kind of worked on kind of tweaked around some of the language a little bit just to just trying to shorten it and, and all that stuff but um but getting to actually put on paper Here's what I did. I actually I have a copy of it in front of me here. I was gonna say, why don't you give us the uh, the mission value or the mission and vision of the Neomag? Okay, so um, yeah, I, in my research, because I just wanted to see like what <clears throat> what do other companies do for a mission statement? And what's that kind of look like? So in that research, I found that 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 uh, some companies also do a vision statement and just to just kind of clarify this. So a vision statement is your ultimate goal for what the business, like what the results are of your mission statement. Um, so maybe we start with the mission statement. So my mission statement is that we bring real innovation, real quality and real service to real people. So that's really internally what I want me and my employees to have in mind every day when we come in into work is that, um, and I kind of broke each one of those down a little bit. So real innovation means that we, um, we're going to come up with one of a kind product that serves a real purpose. Um, and then real quality we, we need we need to pay attention to detail. We need to put 100% effort in, and don't take any shortcuts. Um, real service means that we need to be prompt, and we just fix it. If we get somebody that that sends us an email or gives us a call and they have a problem, we just fix it. We don't 
I would like, we might ask for a couple of questions to make sure that we understand what the issue is, but as soon as we understand what it is, we just fix it and, and then we'll figure out, you know, money stuff later. Um, and then to real people, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we've written handwritten notes to every single order for almost five years, and we've written tens of thousands of, of, of handwritten notes is because if it wasn't for our customers, we wouldn't get to do any of this. I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't, we get to do what I love. I want, you know, like, you know, some of that stuff kind of sounds selfish, but, um, but ultimately if it wasn't for my customers and them spending their hard earned money on our products, this one exists. So, um, just being super, um, just being genuine and appreciative with our customers and, and just being straight up with them, uh, is really important. So those are all things for us internally um, to keep in mind. So then the vision statement, you know, so what's the ultimate vision of where I want it? What's the final result of all of that mission statement? It is to, to equip our customers with high quality solutions to best defend their loved ones. And as I wrote that, and as I thought about that, I'm like, that might change, you know, it, even the mission statement can change it. That's one thing, uh, you know, that I read some, uh, when I was doing some research on is they're like, don't, don't feel like this, th these statements have to be chiseled in stone and it, it, that they can't change. So, um, the mission statement, I don't see changing a whole lot. Like those are all qualities that I think are important in a business, but the vision statement. So, when I say it could change, you know, right now, most of our products have to do with like concealed carry and firearms and stuff like that. But I also don't want to pigeonhole myself into it has to be those things. I have other ideas and bins in my shop that don't have to do with, um, with self-defense. Uh, they, you know, they are kind of everyday carry type of, of items. Um, and once those, if, or once those ever come out, then that vision statement is, is going to need to be tweaked a little bit because it's not going to have to deal with defense. But, uh, yeah, so those are, those are my statements. What do you think of those? I dig it. I like it. I think it's one of those things that through interacting with you, I've learned what your mission and vision statements would have been. I, if I was going to pull it out of a hat and guess what you would say, it would be something very similar to what you just described. And so some people in my experience, and I know we kind of did this when we started out, took for granted the fact that we assumed that everybody would be able to communicate and understand that. But that's why there's so much value in speaking it and writing it down on a piece of paper and saying, these are what we, these are truths that we believe in. And these are the lines we draw that we are not going to cross or waver from. So I, I, I was really encouraged when I heard you saying you were going through all this stuff and doing that. Cause we did this, I want to say about two years ago, we started this process and we really drew our process out, but there's a lot of, there's multiple companies involved under the same building with where we're working and with joint ownership among the different companies. So we were looking at it across three different 
three different industries. So I think that's why it took us so long to really hammer out some of these details. Yeah. But I saw an immense amount of value as we started going through that and really figuring out who are we, what do we believe, and then communicating that out to all of the team. And there's definitely more work to be done in that, especially because our team's growing. And as you add people, you have to recommunicate all of that. And I think that's going to be a never ending cycle. We're going to always be addressing what is our mission statement? How is it changing? How are we adapting? Um, I think the the core values probably stay consistent in my opinion, yep. but what your mission is, I, I like what you said from time to time, especially as you innovate and create new products. But this is exciting, exciting stuff, man. It's, it's stuff yeah. that I would have said years ago was kind of boring and dry and whatever, yeah. but I, it's so vital. Well, well, to me, it just seemed obvious, but you know, like even it, it but it's because that's, this is what I, it's good. What, you know, these are all things I think about every day. And so I assume that people that come and work for me are just going to know, are just going to know this stuff too. And so, um, you know, I, I mean, I mean, Dusty's been with me over a year and even after we sat down and talked about this stuff, he talked about just how valuable it was for him and, and how much he appreciated it. Um, I, I think, I think seeing these things written down, um, on, on paper and ink just help a lot. And I'm actually thinking about having either, uh, you know, somebody I know cut vinyl or have my buddy who does woodwork or something like make a, make a plaque or I don't know. Like, I want to put this up in my shop somewhere. So we see it. Yes. You know, us, we see it, uh, all day, every day. And, and, and it becomes part of, of what we do every day. Um, it's your culture. Yeah. And it's, and I got to say, like, I even saw it. Well, so then I, I, uh, I kind of kept going oh, with it. So I, I actually broke down each of our job duties um, and kind of what we each do because I wanted to give these guys a look at, um, at that we're each an important cog in this machine. If, if we take out one of our, our cogs, it breaks down. Uh, you know, we are each needed, each of our jobs, if we don't do our job, the, other, the next person can't do the job. And that comes all the way from Braden's main job is bending clips, which I know to him seemed really, I mean, it's not a super fun job to do uh, for hours on end. So, yeah. you know, so what's going to keep it on well, for Dusty, you know, his, his main job is, is, is building neomags, but and that seems, you know, that you know those are both very repetitive jobs, and um, and when you get to that thousandth one, you can, you know, you want to poke yourself in the eye, uh, but when you kind of realize the greater picture of what of what you're doing in that moment and how that <clears throat> is going to affect the rest of the business, <clears throat> it becomes more important to you and that one thousandth one that you're doing becomes just as important as that first one that you're doing. So I broke down each of our jobs uh, because I, I think it's also important for them to to know some of the 
things that I do because I'm lately I've been spending more time in my office than I have in the shop. Um, and, and for them to kind of understand that what I'm doing in here directly has something to do with what they're doing out there. Uh, it was important. So I broke down each of my jobs and they appreciated that. Um, and then I kind of got into the forecast for the rest of the year. Cause I wanted them to, wanted them to realize mm-hmm. the, the insanity that is about to ensue. And I set some goals for us, uh, for each one of us to like a, set weekly goals which are going to help us reach monthly goals which is going to help us reach uh you know get through the holidays and and, and reach the end of the year uh and uh and i also gave some incentive I, uh if we if we as a team meet those goals then then uh, the end of the month uh, uh, i was gonna take the guys out and we'll go i'll go we'll go to dinner and go shooting or go coat and go karting or something and get dinner. I don't know. Um, I love that, man. I, it's kind of rewarding for that. Not to cut you off, but something that really fires me up in a good way, not in a bad way is offering somebody a clear goal and then figuring out what are you going to get at the end of it? And of course, employees should be part of their reward is you're paying them for the time they're giving you. And so that's, that's part of it. So we're not talking about giving people what they aren't owed or what they haven't earned. You know, we're, we're not talking about that. What I'm talking about is say you have somebody packaging product, and one of the areas that your company could suffer is if they package products incorrectly um, or they miss products in orders, whether it's dealers or individual orders you can track that kind of stuff with metrics, with percentages of missed products. You could also set thresholds that say, if you stay above this percentage, here's what you're going to get. And you can do that quarterly. You can do that, you know, semi-annually, whatever. You can set goals and thresholds for your employees that push them harder and further to grow and become better without just being a jerk and saying, hey, work harder. You know, ultimately, you and I are on the same page. We want to help change the lives of the people working for us. We want to take care of the people that are on our team and investing their time in growing our businesses with us. So to me, that that gets me so excited when I think about giving people goals that are a, a, attainable, that they could actually reach, realistic goals that are difficult, but if they get there, the reward on the other side is is great. And it could be as simple as, like you said, taking a day and doing something that's really fun and re-energizes the team or it could be bonuses and that's stuff that it kind of geeks me out in a weird way. Like uh, I don't really get geeky over a lot of stuff. But when I think about growing out a team and, and building on that, I get really excited about coming up with creative ways to drive our team forward. Um, You know, I I don't want to be the owner that's like, we need to grow by 10% next year, 20%, 30%, 40%, whatever. So work harder and work longer and right. do it. Well, I don't want to be that guy. Well, and, and, and yeah. And it, or even worse saying, you know, we need to grow, but um, you know, you know, the answer to that isn't you guys working more. It's you guys working harder. So go get to work. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, it's uh. In, in one of my job duties 
that I've I've added to my list, and this was this wasn't one that I, I put on the list for uh, for those guys to hear when we broke down job duties. But but one of the things that that I've had to put an ink on my on my list is um you know is being a good boss, is being is being a good leader, um and you know because I think. I just realized about myself. I'm, I'm super motivated. I've, I have a, a very clear path and, and values and stuff in my head. But if I don't voice that and I don't hold people to it and I don't reward it, then, it, then it's not gonna, it, it's not gonna do anything. Um, it, it's gonna be just, me being very motivated and then trying to drag these, these guys behind me that don't, that don't understand what I'm trying to do. So I've uh, got a question for you. Yeah. Would you work for yourself? If you step back right now and you said, hi, I'm Greg Davis. And Greg Davis says, Hey, Greg Davis, I'm Greg Davis. Would you like to work for me? Would you work for Greg Davis? I mean, I think so. That's just uh, a hypothetical. That's something yeah. I've been thinking about. I mean, that's, would I work for myself? And sometimes I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> there's no way. But well, it's probably a deeper question than what I'm, what I'm thinking. Uh, it is, it's, but, it's, but that is something, it, you know, so I, I, uh, I mean, I, I've got quite a bit of experience in, in working for other companies and I've worked for, I've worked for bosses and companies that didn't, that didn't clearly, give these values and give the, and give this mission and they didn't take care of us employees. They, that they just demanded more and they didn't do a whole lot to incentivize it. Um, and I've worked for companies that did, that did do all those things well. Um, and so I'm trying to take what I've learned and experienced and what I, what I appreciated from those companies, what I, what I didn't appreciate from from those companies, and I'm, and I, am trying to put those into how I run my business. I've I've worked places where, where they gave us a bonus, and I'm using my quotey fingers because the bonus was like a twenty five dollar, Walmart gift card, which, which we got after like a month of of busting butt, and they would they would brag about the percentage that that the company grew in that month or that quarter. And then they give everybody like a $25 gift card and, and it was almost insulting. And, and then I, I've, I've worked at, at places where, where they would um, like quarterly, they would put together some kind of like outing and they would take the company out and we would go bowling and they would cater it and it just, you know, you know, really fun, fun stuff. And, and some people even then would, would just complain that they'd rather have the money. Um, but to me, I was like, yeah, I mean, I could always, I can always use the money, but to me it meant more that they wanted to treat us and spend time with us. And, um, you know, so I, which I think there's a balance there. And I told the guys, I was like, I, 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 I want to take you guys out and I want to do fun stuff. Um, and I also see there, there being, uh, you know, some bonus stuff in the future. And, and to me, that's, 
if you're going to give cash bonuses, um, that needs to be really well thought out and a very clear path. Trackable. Like, yeah. I, it needs to be trackable. It needs to be attainable. It needs to be clear of what it's going to take to get, get there. Um, yeah. And that's one of my biggest frustrations that I've had in the past with the companies that I've worked with their bonus plans is you're pretty much, so I've worked in several extremes, companies where there was no bonus and there was no, there were no goals communicated at all. And that's like an extreme on the, the bad side, I would say, where a company doesn't even tell you what, what the greater plan is or how to grow. Because ultimately that's what a bonus should be is we know you can do, at least in my opinion, we know you can do more and we want to push you, but we want to offer a, a reward in return for you working smarter, innovating, creating better systems that ultimately helps the company. And it's cheaper for them to say, okay, we can do this internally and do this among our own employees who already know the process, the system, all that other stuff, than um, some other methods that might be implemented. But I've worked places where you're also guaranteed a bonus. Like you could suck and everybody gets the same bonus. Yeah. You know? and, and to me, there's no point in that. If, if you're guaranteed the bonus just because you show up and, and work 40 hours a week like everybody else around you and you all get the same bonus, then there's no point. Just add it to your paycheck. Right. You know, just yeah. wrap that up into your pay. We pay, we pay every employee X amount more over top of their pay. I love, and I've never had the opportunity to experience this personally. Tell me if I'm selling something, I need to sell, you know, 20% more. And if I do that each quarter, I get this in return, right? I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm, but that's part, part of this is also knowing how your employees are wired. Right. And that's another thing where you guys kind of went through the whole oh, yeah. thing, which we can touch on, Yeah, but that's where, knowing your team and how each person um, how each person interacts is so important. Uh, but that's why I'm also so excited to, to navigate through this stuff as a business owner, because I never got the opportunity to experience. Um, I, I guess I should say I have, but not I've experienced more worse working environments than the better. And I'm excited to try to create that culture inside of our business. But yeah, we, we touched on it and we did this, uh, I want to say about a year and a half ago, we went through this whole personality profile and you just went through this. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, I, I, I want to just back up real quick because I've, I, I've been talking about my, my mission statement and stuff like that. But what's, uh, do you know your mission statement? Do you have that? that near? I've never actually, so, so when we went through this whole thing, what we communicated was core values. That was the the bedrock foundation and it kind of ties in with what a mission statement would be. But last night late, I had some time. My wife was having a Bible study with a bunch of girls that came over. So I had some free time. So I actually was writing down kind of what, what I would say our mission is. And currently right now um, in September of 2019, I would say our mission is to equip people with the tools needed to train effectively to better protect the people they love. And ultimately, at the core of what we do here at TA Targets, that's it. You know, there's target companies that make novelty targets. So you can go out and shoot your 22 and hang out with family. And that's cool. And we do some of that. But the core of our mission is 
build effective systems for people that when they are spending their money, they're buying heirloom quality targets, stuff that they can quite literally hand down to their kids. And if they're used properly, their kids may even hand them down to their grandkids. Um, and then the commitment that we have to that mission is just building innovative products that offer true value to the end user, but they also solve real problems. And one of our commitments is that we don't release products that cannot be proven to be effective with data. And some of the data is relative to what you're trying to achieve and it could be defined differently among different people. But what that means in, in long story short is we don't sell just novelty targets. They have a core purpose behind what we're trying to do. And we're also trying to affect change in the industry around quite honestly, products that for the last 30 years have been pretty unimpressive and not very exciting. And that kind of summarizes essentially where we're at. It's probably not as refined as what you laid out, but those are the things that have been driving TA targets since day one, even before we communicated them or created core values among the team. No, it's good stuff. So yeah, it's, I, I mean, it, Again, it's easy to take that for granted. I think a lot of people that watch what we do, if they heard that or if they're listening to the podcast, they'll probably be like, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Right. You can tell looking at us that like we're not just making little spinner targets to shoot 22s at. And there is definitely a time and a place for that kind of shooting on the range. Yeah. But at the core, I want to protect my family. I understand that steel targets offer – an immense training value. They can speed up your training when used properly. They can reinforce good habits with the audible feedback. They can just be plain fun. They can help make a dynamic shooting experience. All of this stuff goes back to that core mission. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I think now, I think now the, that the challenge is how do I continue to instill this because I saw a very immediate response to this in the guys. Um, like the rest of that week, I saw a, a, a focus and, um, and I saw a, a, a drive and all that stuff like that. That was, that there was definitely an uptick in those guys. And I think that you know, just it's human nature you know, that's going to taper off and you're going to, you're going to go back. So how do I continually um, drive this home and continually challenge? Uh, because, you know, uh, you were bringing up like the personality test and, and, and that's kind of where this, this came in. So I found, uh, I found a website that had uh, the disc personality test report. Um, so that was the same one that we used essentially did it or was it very similar? So there's it, from kind of the little bit of research I did, there's, there's different ones. Like this one I think was 28 questions, but there's another one that's like 130 question or something. Um, and I just know about myself. I'm going to get 30 questions into 130 question test. So I'm just going to zone out and I'm going to start just answering stuff to get the test over. So I needed something quicker. 
Um, that tells you a little bit about something about my personality. So, um, yeah, I, I found this test and I had, so I had the guys come in and take this personality test and there's like a free one or, or well, there's like some, there's some results it gave you that was free and it was, it was real basic or it was like $15 to get like a full, like a full report where it really spells out more, gives you more charts, which I like charts. Um, you don't say. Yeah. So you don't seem like the kind of guy that would like organized data. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe. I'm just making fun of you. It's too That's, easy. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, who doesn't like charts and graphs? If you don't like charts and graphs, Dude, I love charts and graphs, but right now there's like half of our followings. Like, all right, these guys are nuts. <laughs> I'm a visual learner. So just, yep, I am too. I get it. Don't give me three pages of words. Just give me a chart and I'm, I'm good to go. So, and if it's um, multicolor and really well laid out and it's oh, labeled, yeah. has no bullet points, you know, <laughs> bullet points are great. Exactly. So, um, I'm not going to share their results, but I'll share some of mine. Um, I mean, I, I just learned, I should learn a little bit about, I learned a little bit about myself too, because it kind of makes you stop and reflect on yourself and like, is this true? Is this, is this not true? And I would say it, it, it 90% nailed, um, my personality type. Um, I'd agree. Mine was, I would say mine was about 95%. There's things I didn't agree with, but it, it's never going to be perfect. I mean, it, it, like one of the first things I said is that I'm demanding and it, it and I asked, um, I asked Braden, asked my wife, I'm like, do you guys think I'm demanding? <laughs> and, and they also, they, they all said no. And, and, and if anybody's going to, it was going to tell me I am, it's going to be those two. So, um, I think it kind of depends on how you think about that word too. Like, I feel like in some ways I am like, I expect, I've got expectations. I expect them to be, um, reach, which, which you could say is demanding, but I'm not out there. Like I'm not somebody who's like throwing You're not my a dictator. Down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I read it pretty. All right. So the disc comes from, uh, dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance. So those are the four categories that it, it, it kind of breaks breaks it down into. Real quick, where did your dot fall? I want to know. Did did it put a dot on? Um, so this gives you. There's like four point quadrants. There's like a four point. I can, I can show you. Um, uh, this is got it. So it's a little different like. than mine. So for everybody, yeah. anybody listening, it's just. Usually what they do with a personality profile like this, since you guys can't see it, I'll explain it. It, it usually kind of charts where you land because each, all of our personalities have traits of different substances in them. You know, we're not just, you are, and you know, you are this one thing. Uh, we, we pull the, depending on the scenario, we may act a different way or whatever. So these, these profiles are pretty, pretty legit in how they map out how you interact anyway greg keep yeah, going. so so this one chart like it it, it puts you so at the, the top of it is you are assertive and active the opposite of, it, of that is you're calm and cautious then to the left you're very task oriented and to the right you're very people oriented so that's kind of the 
that's kind of where this puts you is um is in like four different places within that so um i i was very much towards the um like the direct and competitive side of dominance as opposed to composed and reserved um i'm much more factual and analytical than i am like sociable outgoing is, is the other side of what, what, the, what it says that is um for steadiness i'm i'm a I'm like above like the midway point uh, towards consistent and thoughtful than I am impulsive and changeful. And then the compliance, the one end is uh, independent and uninhibited versus conventional and reliable. I was like slammed all the way into the independent and uninhibited side. Um, and I will say this. The funny thing is Dusty's was almost exactly the same as mine. We are, that's funny. We're almost exactly uh, like tick for tick on this thing. Uh, for each Does other. that, do you think that causes problems sometimes? Um, I, 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 I've asked myself that, which I mean, cause me and Dusty, we get along swimmingly and, and I feel like it, I feel like it doesn't, um, if anything, I feel like we both understand each other really well and we can both be be completely honest with each other and we don't take offense to things that probably some people would take offense to. Um, I think we both kind of have that engineer mindset uh, where there's just, there's just facts. <laughs> you know, we're much more factual and analytical. Um, and so... I guess I, I I will I will share some of uh, some of the other guys' results just because I kind of want to go into uh, how this is going to affect um, you, you know how I deal with things. So um, you, you know one of the things that was different was Braden is very much on the on the other end of like the influence side of things. So he's much more sociable than he is about. No, it, he's not somebody who who gets excited about charts and graphs. He's he's not very factual, analytical. Um, and it was funny because one of the things that it because it, it it goes much more in detail and kind of lays out um, in, in more detail each of these things. And one of the things for him was uh, uh, was that um, like repetitive work is not <laughs> it's not a good thing for him. And I'm like, uh -oh. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, which did make me think, I'm like, if I had given him this test before I hired him, would I have hired him? Um, you know, like there's, it, it, and I think, I think you can. Well, so one of the things for him also is that he is very competitive. So to me it was, okay, I need to, I need to challenge him and put a competitive edge on the side of things that is going to make that repetitive type of thing more enjoyable for him. You know, you know, there needs to be a more of a immediate result out of spending two hours bending clips. Um, you know, so putting, 
a, a time and quantity goal on there is going to help him, you know, you know, versus just saying, okay, just go bend clips and have fun. And, and so those are, those are some of the things that, that, that I, I really sat down and I was looking at, you know, you know, for Dusty, it was a little more easy because I'm like, okay, I just got to treat him like I, like I treat myself. But even, um, you know, you know, but even for Dusty, I just, I really had to, I had to think because he is, because he's also very, he's also very um, analytical. So, you know, sitting down and bending clips for a long time is not going to stimulate his brain and it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be a valuable thing for him to to do either. So what can it, I mean, that is one of his tasks. I need him to do that, but what else can I give him when he's not doing that to, um, you know, you know, to challenge him and, and, and keep him entertained and that's that sort of thing. So this is definitely something I, that, that I do think is, is valuable. And I can see why so many companies do these with their employees. And I actually can't believe that, especially the last place I worked, like they're, they're very much more like kind of relevant open thinkers. I I actually can't believe that they didn't do these with us. Um, But it's definitely something I, I foresee doing it. And it's worth the, I mean, to me it was worth the $15 per person to, to pay for the full report. And, and we actually sat down, so we printed out all of them and we actually all sat down and we looked at it. And we kind of compared our, you know, our reports with each other, and 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 we found out a few things about each other, especially Braden, because he is fairly new, um, and so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, and going back to your your point about hiring, one of the things we have done for everybody we've onboarded for the past two years in all the companies that. I've been around and involved with they've gotten a personality profile during the interview process. Mm. And the reason why is you might have a position that is, you know, whatever the description might be fill in the blank and you're hiring and you're trying to find a person that's good fit and somebody shows up, but you find out that through their personality profile, they have strengths that fit another role in your company, maybe another area um, that has some needs. You'll be able to, you know, better position people. <clears throat> the other thing that I'm constantly thinking about is what are the strengths of the people in our team? And that personality profile points to that. And the reason why, and I'll give you an example, you may have an employee on your, in your hands, in your company for anybody listening that currently right now is they're producing, but they're not driving income to the company, but you might have somebody in one of those roles. Maybe they're assembling something, maybe they're doing a monotonous task, but they have the ability to communicate values of the company. They're a salesperson. They have the traits of somebody who's outgoing, outspoken, can help bring income into the company. Maybe you have them in the wrong position. You know, maybe you're not actually tapping into your team in the way that you could be. And that was where the personality profiles to us told us a lot about the people that are working around us. And some of the people on the team, when they get caught up, there's ways that we've utilized them to further the goals of the company. Instead of just doing process oriented stuff. Now we're starting to bring in 
sales or communication or customer service through other members who weren't doing that before. Right. So there's tons of different ways you can tap into this and provide more value to the company. Well, and I remember, um, one job I had, I was an engineer and I've been an engineer there strictly just engineer for years. And they, they wanted to start doing photography, photography in house because they used to hire somebody to come in and, and, and do product photography. And they found out that I loved photography. And so they kind of let me start, uh, you know, start putting together the studio and, 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 and finding the right camera and, and lights, stuff like that. And, and I clearly remember that phase in that business because I, it brought a whole new excitement to me because it, because here's something else that I've, I've a real interest in and they're trusting me with this. So I felt like that, you know, I felt like I had a new value. Um, and again, this is all stuff that, that, that never came up in the interview process and there's not really, but it turned into something that I got to do and, and I really enjoyed doing. So yeah, you know, what else can your employees possibly do for you know, for you and your company, you, you know, what's, you know, find out what their interests are and, and, and find out if there's a way to, uh, you know, to ask that person if they want to use those skills and interests uh, for the, uh, for the company as well. I mean, you know, might be careful that you aren't, you aren't taking advantage of them uh, through that. Um, right. And, and the, the end goal for me, in my opinion, should be, finding those steps that allow them to grow because in your description there of starting to do the product photography that gave you an opportunity for growth, Mm -hmm. you know, that, so yeah, you don't want to just dump twice the work on somebody, but maybe that's a time when they start making more money too, you know, because you're now bringing in more value because we found this area that you can thrive in. And now if our end goal and one of mine is, is to offer growth to the people inside the company, that's when we start seeing more value among each of the different team members. And ultimately I, most people don't want to be idle. Really. Let's be honest. Even if, even if they're not entrepreneurial in spirit and they're not going to go start their own business, they're, they want to work for somebody. Totally cool. Most people, even in the role of employee, don't want to just sit in one spot for 35 years, 40 years while they're working and then retire. There's some people that, you know, they're, they're comfortable and that's what they want to do and that's where they feel they thrive and that's cool. But most people in my experience want more. They just need to be offered the right opportunities. Yeah. And, and again, the, the challenge with this all is this all takes work. Like, you know, this is all, it's all something that, that's going to take time for you and me to, um, you know, figure this stuff out and, and find places for people to expand and stuff like that. You know, this isn't something where, where it's not just going to happen, you know, so just let your employee come in and clock in and get to work. And then at the end of the day, clock out and go home. If, if you just, if you just do that, um, then that, but honestly, that, that the employee is probably not going to stick around. Um, yeah. So, you know, learning about this person, investing into them, 
challenging them, uh, I, I think you're much more likely uh, to keep that employee. And that's just, I just say that just from my experience. I mean, that's what kept me happiest and longest at, at, at past jobs. So as if this all wasn't kind of enough and, um, and got me excited and kind of got me going last week, I also decided it is time. It's past, it's past due for me to start using um, you know, like an ERP uh, type of a program. Um, or I feel like we should like insert epic music here. <laughs> um, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. I'm making a note. You better Ed. insert epic music. <laughs> I, uh, I started doing a lot more research, which actually me and Dusty had for the past couple of weeks have, have been talking about, about this it, we want to find some type of program to help us with inventory um we're getting to the point especially with the sentry strap uh coming in hot and heavy that it's going to be it's, it's starting to get easier to uh miss reorder points and run out of stuff like I, I think in the last three weeks there's been something each week that i've run out of and now i've got orders sitting that that can't be shipped because of something um being out of and it's i've kind of had to admit to myself greg you can't you can't keep doing it the way you've been doing it it's, it's starting to get too much and you're gonna have to pay for it but in the end it's probably gonna make me more money than it is it, it's gonna cost me the money for the for the software so um i got actually it's actually the same program that you guys use you copycat uh, it's called Finale, <laughs> which I am at the moment completely overwhelmed by. Dude, I'm telling it's, you, it's it ridiculous. Is it is a beast of a program. It's it's ridiculous. Um, so I've got actually, I just got the email back. I've got, I, I yeah, I've got a like a training session with somebody there tomorrow. Um, because I sat down last night and I was just trying to. I'm so impatient with this stuff. I just want to, I just want to put in the information and, and just go. Um, but this program is so in depth that I have to do it right. Yeah. I'm going to have to do it right. It's going to take me longer to try to figure it out myself than it is if I just slow myself down and, and ask the right questions and let somebody knows what they're doing. Uh, tell me about it. So uh, I'm super excited about this and I think it's going to, it's it's going to be a good move. It's going to take, it's going to take, uh, you know, some stress off, off my shoulders and it's going to make my job easier. Um, I just got to get, I have to get up and running. So, well, the coolest part that you'll notice is when you disappear, say you're at, I don't know, you're at shot show or some show and the rest of your team might still be back in the shop doing their jobs. You'll be able to pull up remotely what you have on hand you know you can see the components exactly where they're at as long as there's accountability among the team and everybody is entering in the data the way they should and some dealer comes up to you and they're like i want to order 100 units you'd be able to quite literally pull up exactly what you have on hand and know yeah. is that something we can fulfill right this second you know it's so valuable and then on top of that just knowing when you need to reorder because you can set 
thresholds for notifications. You, it just gives you as the business owner the flexibility to do, do the things you need to do to grow the business without worrying about time-consuming minute details. It's, yeah, it takes time to get it set up, but then the benefits come very quickly. Yeah, and I've and obviously, you know, one of the, the challenges is going to be is, yeah, is, is keeping, um, you know, keeping an accurate track of when things come in and go out and stuff like that. And just, you know, you know, trying to figure that all out and make sure that it's, that it's, it's being kept up, kept up to date. Cause if you don't do that, then it's not going to, it's not going to do you any good. Um, but one of the cool things that, um, maybe kind of jump on it is has, what is, what's it called? Like, velocity like sales velocity um reordering so so basically you know which one of the reasons why we sort of run out of stuff this month is because our august was so crazy that it caught me off guard and we just ran out of stuff um and this program will actually look at um like real-time sales and it'll be like you know at, at, at this rate you're going to run out of of stock at this date instead of this date, which you, uh, which is probably when you were probably going to reorder. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that because as things grow and especially with, uh, uh, with the century strap, um, and it's craziness, uh, which I, I mean, right now is basically just order everything all at once, but, but I actually ran out of the little claim shell, graphic cards um uh f- for those and i've got like a couple dozen century straps that i can't package right now which drives me nuts but that was something that just went over my head and i, I forgot about and um so yeah that's that's kind of my next big task and it's, it's honestly something i don't feel like i have the i really have the time for um because I, I have so much else that i need to do but I think it needs to get bumped to the top of my priority list and just get it, just get it set up and get it done. Um, yeah. Especially as you add more products, that's yeah. when it becomes so critical. Cause if you have one product, like you said in the past, you can kind of just look at bins and see where each component level is. When the bin looks like it's getting a little low, just reorder or recreate, make, manufacture, whatever the step is. But as you start adding three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or more products, that becomes quite literally impossible. Or you're going to spend so much time tracking manually that you're losing money versus having a program that can just do it for you. Yes, you have the initial investment, the initial time. But again, for, from us, from our standpoint, with our experience with Finale and using an inventory tracking system, it just comes down to accountability, making sure that SKUs match the website, it communicates with ShipStation, and everybody's entering in information properly. As long as info flowing in is correct, it's going to flow out correct. But man, what a cool time we live in though too, that you can have software that communicates with so much different um, so many different aspects of your business and you can automate this stuff. Yeah. It's incredible to me. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm excited. You know, this, this has been the most, um, 
I don't know, businessy. That's kind of a stupid verb to use, but um, week that I think I've I've had in a long time where I've really, where I, I, I've been challenged and I've I've challenged others and um, I'm looking to make looking to make steps really to to uh, to make this this business more fluid and um, and not so much just in my head because up to this point a lot of stuff's just been in my head. I mean, even Dusty was like, you know. If he needed to reorder brackets, you know, for Neomag or, or he needed to, I don't know, you know, to order all like any, any of this stuff, he wouldn't have any idea who to contact. And now, um, that's one thing I got put in last night is pretty much all of our our suppliers um, and, and, and vendors. So if anything, you know, it's already added value because now if he needed to order something, then he knows to go to to order it. So, um yeah, exciting stuff. It's all, it's all critical. None of this stuff is really optional at all. It just depends, you know, how much effort you're putting into them as far as process is dependent upon where you at as a company. But I can tell you that the sooner you implement uh, communicating values and finding out your personalities and job descriptions and mission statements, the sooner you get all that done, the better your framework is going to be to growing in the future. Same thing with the inventory, even while you're small, if you can afford to get some kind of program to track all of this stuff, when you're not small anymore, it's going to be a much more seamless growth pattern. In my, in my opinion, Um, some of the, some of the experiences we've had growing this company, I look back on like, man, I just wish that we would have just done that, whatever that is, um, that step that we missed out on three years ago. Cause if we would have done it then all the stuff we're doing now would be seamless, but you live and learn. Yeah. And you're constantly adapting to a changing business. Well, and one of the things that, that pushed me over the edge uh, to do this is I'm like, like, what if, what if this happened? What if I ran out of stuff in November? Like we're heading into our biggest months of the year. Um, that I kind of depend on those big months of the year. And what if I ran out of stuff then and not in September? Um, I'm like, it's, uh, I need to make sure that, 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 that doesn't happen and that we're ready to go for, uh, for the rest of the year and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, it, I, I, if I'm overwhelmed now with, uh, with the, uh, with the products I have now, I, I can't imagine, having more products than this twice, twice as many products to this, and then trying to get a program like this up and running. Um, that would be, that would just be ridiculous. Yeah, it was for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's a lot of information for people to chew on. That was, that was, that was a lot of information. It's cool. But that's stuff that's so vital. So hopefully everybody listened through it and took some notes. If you didn't take notes, you can always hit replay, listen to it again. Let us know if you've done, if you've done similar in your business, um, or if this is something that you, you haven't done yet, uh, that you want to do, let us know. And if it's something that that we could help you with, or if you have done this, you know, let us know what your results were. Um, we'd love to hear that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And they can let us know that stuff where Jared. 
Well, if I was going to recommend a couple places for you to reach out to us, I would have to say that one of the best ways to do it would be to make sure you're following our Instagram, Forging the Journey. Facebook, you can just type in Forging the Journey, ask to join that group, and we're going to let you in there. And then you should post on our feed what you thought about this episode or if you have any experiences surrounding the topics on this episode, that would be a great place to drop some stuff. Or if you want to keep it more private and just drop us an email that is forging the journey at gmail.com. Or you could also shoot messages to our personal and business Instagram pages, but now I'm just going to overwhelm you. <laughs> just stick with the forging the journey. We promise. Here are, here are two dozen ways to get a hold of us. If you would like, we could make it three dozen. No, I've got too many. Too many Dude, ways I'm, I'm just going to message you one day at all of the different accounts I can get you at. At I'll the same just, time, just start blowing them up. You mean just like half my customers? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I had somebody, and if he listens, I, I apologize. I was, I was I was laughing at it more than, I, I wasn't really upset with that. It's the, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, he had a question about the sentry straps on Instagram. He group messaged Neomag, Dusty's personal page, my personal page. Um, he might have even copied the Forging the Journey uh, <laughs> Instagram uh, account. Dude, that is effective communication. You and will not miss that one. I just responded to him like, did you really just group chat all of our... <laughs> I was just... I n- nobody's ever done that before. And I would... Like, I, I was, I was too... I was too like taken aback by that to be be upset with it. I was just like, wow, that dude, that is that is that's someone amazing. who wants to be heard. So I quickly went into all those other accounts and and left the the group message and just kept it to the end. I went, that's, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> all right, it's all good. All right, man. Well, we should wrap up. Send people on their way. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you guys are leaving ratings and reviews. That would mean the world to us. We appreciate it. Thank you. We love you. Hope everybody has a great week. Yeah. Take care, man.